This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. It almost feels like a little bit of a bye week because our next episode is going to be previewing the Maui Invitational and previewing the Ohio State-Michigan game. But there's still basketball this week. There's still football this week. We got to recap, you know, what we've seen so far from both football and basketball. But before we get to all that, of course, we are presented by Brain Fuel. Head on over to B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L.com and use promo code DTL15 for 15% off your entire order. Or if you're in Chicago, you can pop in to your local 7-Eleven. Joey, I want to start off with this. You have made a strong Twitter take in regards to basketball. So we're going basketball first. We're going, we're going basketball, basketball first. Okay. Because I think this is the, the meat and the potatoes, and we're not having an appetizer. So we're getting right to the meat and potatoes, basketball or football dessert. What's your favorite appetizer, Andrew, if you're ordering for the table? That feels like something that we should include in the Thanksgiving episode. Okay. I like can't go wrong with a with a good uh spinach artichoke. artichoke dip. <laughs> I feel like we've already said that. Yeah. yeah, this is like our five hundredth episode. We've definitely covered appetizers. Calamari though. Great. So underrated. But not speaking of appetizers, okay? Ohio State's first few games are really an appetizer. And if and if Ohio State basketball was a five-star restaurant, these appetizers have delivered, which gives you the the platform to make what take. So I'll pre I'll pre- preface this take um, by saying Ohio State has had many incredible teams in in recent years. I'm boiling this take down to the Chris Holtman era. Era, I'm boiling boiling this down to purely talent. This is the most talented team that Coach Holtman has had since he got to Ohio State six years ago, whatever it was, seven years, uh, six seasons, seven years, whatever. Um, listen, I was on some incredible teams, Andrew. I did I add to the talent level of the teams? Probably not. Did I take away? Definitely not. I think that I was a very talented walk-on. Um, but those teams were a little top-heavy. This team is the most talented team they've ever had. Here's why. The transfers. Sean McNeil, double-digit scorer in Big 12, arguably the best conference in basketball. Tanner Holden, tw- average 20 a game, had 30 in the NCAA tournament. Isaac Likely, ice. Uh, the only player in NCAA history with 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, 500 assists, or whatever that crazy stat was from his time at Oklahoma State. Then you talk about the freshman, player of the year in Georgia, in Bruce Thornton, starting right now. Player of the year in Florida, Bryce Sensabaugh, who's arguably the best freshman in the entire Big Ten and has been incredible so far. Roddy Gale, stud. Felix Nakpara, first big man I can remember that's contributing as a freshman, not named Caleb Wesson. Um and then you don't even talk about Bowen Hartman, who could shoot the piss out of the ball. You don't even talk about um, guys that are on the team already, like a Justice Suing, who feels like he's a transfer, who averaged a ton of points at Cal, was supposed to be the focal point of the offense last year. We've talked about over and over again. They don't even talk about Zed Key. You know, I'm probably forgetting guys already when saying this. Kalen Etzler doesn't even sniff the court. The dude can go between the legs, windmill dunks, and all this crazy stuff. I think that this is the most talented team. He's had. Yes, last year 
there was EJ Liddell, Malachi Branham, two first round picks. I understand that. But I think this team, top to bottom, is the most talented team that Coach Holman's had, and they've proved it in the first two games. Yes, they're playing terrible teams. There's no doubt about it. We'll get into what Holman told me um, the other day uh, when we start talking about the games as a whole and the team as a whole. But for this take, tell me why I'm wrong. I worry about two things about why you're wrong. Worry is probably the wrong word. The first little wrench I'm going to throw into your take is two not-so-great teams to start off, which is what everyone's going to say, which last year Ohio State struggled in their first few games, but Malachi came on as of late. They weren't planning to not have justice at the beginning of the year, and there's a difference in the teams they played last year and the teams they played this year, which I know you're going to touch on, so I won't spoil it. The second thing that I'm going to throw into your argument is I feel like there's a chance we are misusing the word talent when we should be using the word depth. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that is, yes, top heavy, but you could argue that two NBA players makes your talent level unreachable when you don't have any total I I I worry I worry that that most talented versus deepest I get what you're saying yeah I totally get what you're saying here's so it's funny you say that because the two teams that come to my mind are last year's team and then also the first team that he had because the first team he had he had the big 10 player of the year Kata Kata Bates DF and Jay Sean Tate but that team and Cam Williams who's the most underrated player in the last 10 years for Ohio State Caleb Weston as a freshman great but like you also had guys that were contributing and playing a ton that were Kyle Young and Musa Jallo, who really didn't do much other than play hard and make open shots and rebound, which I love those guys to death, but that's what they did as freshmen. Andre Wesson, who as a sophomore was playing spot minutes, playing the stretch five as a really like a wing and, and not playing a ton. And then you had Andrew Dockich, who loved the guy to death, the greatest role player maybe ever, right? Like talk about getting the most out of your guys, but that guy, I mean, he doesn't scream talent. He just doesn't, you know, and that's, that's all I'm saying. Talent doesn't mean best. Talent doesn't mean better than another team. I just think that the pure skill and talent of this team is incredible. I think that however you want to look at it, deepest might be a better word, but I still am rolling with most talented. Tanner Holden might have 20 one night and then four the next because Bryce Sensible has 20 or Justice Suing has 20. This is the first time that I can remember a team having guys where other like Sean McNeil is going to have a game where he has 25 points in a night. Whereas years past, you don't have a guy. We don't have, we didn't have guys. We thought we had guys, but we didn't have guys like that. I think another team that could be talked about in the same world is that team that made a run two seed made a run to the big 10 championship with yeah, I mean, Dwayne Dwayne cannot be forgotten that that year. He had just some absolute talk about skill and talent. He's the most skilled guy Holman has had without a doubt. There was teams that next year, that team or the, the team before that, that had DJ Carton, Dwayne, EJ, Caleb, like that was a great team too. Don't get me wrong. There's been incredible teams. This team, there's something about it. And again, I think this would be a good transition. Yes, we've played some really shitty teams. But there's this vibe and this look to this team that I don't remember teams having in the past. Maybe it's because I'm in person for these teams. Maybe it's because I don't know these guys on a personal level, really, for the most part. I mean, I feel like it's like split in half 
guys I know and guys I don't. Um, but for some reason, I just, you know, we slowly are stacking these incredible recruiting classes. This one feels like it's for real. Like yeah. not only in stars, but in literal play. Like that DJ Carton class was a top 10 class. Where is DJ Carton? Where is Alonzo Gaffney? Where are these guys? You know, they're, they're gone. It was EJ, obviously incredible, but like we have four, four of the five guys in that recruiting class are going to play significant minutes and two of them are going to be focal, focal, focal points. I think that that's special. I think that's unique. I, that makes them, it's an argument. I'm making an argument. I could be totally wrong. I see the other sides too. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not poo-pooing the other teams I'm on, except for my senior year team. That's the least talented team in the history of Ohio State basketball. Um, but we still won a ton of games. We won a game in the NCAA. What about your so you, freshman year? You can't tell us shit. My, well, that's not a Coach Holtman team. You said in the history of Ohio State basketball. Oh, my freshman year team, we had talent out the wazoo. That's why we won so many games. Mickey Mitchell, Austin Grandstaff, who cares? Jaquan Lyle, like, holy cow. Mark Loving, dudes are just oozing with talent. Doesn't mean that they're going to play hard. Wait, I have, I have two more things I want to say. Um, the first, one is, the first one is, if Justice plays last year, it's last year's team for sure. And the second well, one okay, is... Okay, right, but that's dude, the only I'm thing just, that... I'm just talking about because we know what Malachi could have been last year. If Justice plays, we don't see this true talent of Malachi until this year. I'm just talking hypotheticals. If Malachi would have decided to come back this year, then it's for sure this year's. I'm just saying, like, imagine these situations. And I think it was funny because you named five of the six Holtman teams and you were like, it could be this one, it could be that one. It's a good problem to have. Five of the six teams and the one team that it can't be is my senior year. Cannot be that team. We scored 50 points against Northwestern. I think a, 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 you could also say it's the most talented team since you stepped foot on Ohio State. That makes it closer to 10 years. That stretches it out a little longer. That gets in. It makes me feel really old. Right. But that that's because even though this is even though this is Holtman's six years, there's going to be people, and we know these people, there's going to be people who's only been there for six years, one year, they didn't even have a tournament. So – it's it sounds like it's not as impressive, but it 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 could be. The jury's still out. Joey, you were gonna mention why they've looked so good against these teams, like yeah. these teams specifically. Listen, me me and Andrew aren't dumb. We know that everyone out there is not dumb. These have not been the hardest two games to open a season in the history of Ohio State basketball. Robert Morris was so unbelievably bad. I. Uh, and then I go and watch Charleston Southern. And when you're picked last in the swack, like Charleston Southern is, God love you. But man, you know that team's going to struggle. And boy, did they struggle. Um, but listen, I talked to guys in the locker room, Justice Suing specifically. His whole thing was I know Big Ten basketball, um, I know college basketball. These other guys, some of them know college basketball, but they don't know Big Ten basketball. Some, some of those guys, like a Tanner Holden, doesn't know high-level Power 5 basketball yet, and these freshmen definitely don't know college basketball or big-time basketball yet. And he said, thank God for these games because there's a lot to figure out. They got to become a team. Like, they're talented, but if the pieces don't work, the pieces don't work. They got to become a team, and they got to learn to win and play hard and play the right way, which they're doing in these games. And he's excited for the San Diego States of the world and the games beyond that to figure out what they are, who they are, what they're about, find out what the real team is. Doubling down on that, I texted Holtman 
And I said, you know, we're talk we we talk everyone. I would say we talk every few games. Hey, coach, congrats on this. Hey, Joey, I have a question about this. Whatever. Um, and we were talking, and he said, Yeah, I love the start to the season, but we won't. We don't know. I don't know anything about the team until we play San Diego State. And so, for him, it's the same way. They both feel fortunate that they get a chance to learn because the the, the black and white, without saying it, is. Holman couldn't schedule that hard of a, a schedule this year because he knew that he was losing a lot and gaining a lot and a lot of new faces. And I know that there's a lot of predetermined scheduling things, but there's yeah. a lot of stuff that you do year in and year out. And the year in the year out was the first three games of the season. And he could have gone and played a Xavier, played a Cincinnati, played a Creighton like we did in years past. But instead he chose a Robert Morris and a Charleston Southern and then an Eastern Illinois, which is tomorrow when you're listening to this. And that is so that they could get their sea legs under them, figure out what rotation might work because San Diego State is going to be a mother effort of a game. Those guys yeah. are really, really good, and we'll talk more about that, obviously. But you can only play you can only play the teams that are in front of you that are on your schedule, and that's what they've done so far in impressive fashion. Zed Key looks great. Justice Suing looks even better. Each new guy has already been, I wouldn't say cemented in their role, but you know what they're going to bring. And then the freshmen are just going to continue to blossom. And sooner or later, it's going to be Bruce Thornton contributing a ton, but the Bryce Sensabaugh show is coming. Like, I really do believe it's coming. Well, in case you were excited about Ohio State's first test, it is not going to come from Eastern Illinois, who has lost by 30 to regular Illinois, lost by 16 to Central Michigan, lost by five to Illinois State and Ryan Peden. Coach Peden's first had, wait, I don't think it was his first win because didn't he? Second win. Second win, first win as the full-time head coach. Oh, he didn't coach that game either. Diebler coached that game. Diebler coached? Yeah. So what was his first win? The game before that, I think. No, they were one and one. Oh, then he's, that was his first game. Yeah. He's won twice. I'm looking at Illinois State right here. One. Illinois State, one and one. Oh. Well. Oh, no, you're right. Two and one. Who was their first one against? Eastern Illinois? Wait. Are they? No, that was their. that Yeah, that was his first win. He now has a second win. Right. Okay. Cool. Yes. I. Eastern Illinois won't even know what to do with a similar program of Ohio State with better players. They wish if five multiply that by 10, we win by 50. I. I'm, I'm not worried. They're, they're, they're not very good. Shout out to Eastern Illinois. Shout out Jimmy Garoppolo. 10 and 2 when he doesn't throw a touchdown we are um, not we're not going to talk about the san diego state game because we are going to do a monday edition of drive the lane next week like i mentioned earlier maui invitational and michigan game chat and we might just and i don't want to jinx it but we might just have i don't want to jinx it i'm not gonna jinx it don't That's, jinx it but i think we should do maybe twitter spaces as the i love that maui invitational keeps going if it if the opportunity presents itself so maybe, Maybe Maui Invitational is a good opportunity for a little breakdown video startage if good stuff happens. Potentially. I, I'll i be in Chicago, too, if it makes it easier. Well, I'll be in Columbus, funny enough. Really? Because I'm going to the – well, I'm leaving Friday, but I'm going to oh. Ohio State, Michigan. Oh, oh I'm going to tweet about this. If anyone's got tickets out there, I need them. I'll he needs pay. them. Andrew needs them. Or if you want to give them for free, we'll shout you out on the show. For the rest of your life. We'll shout you out every episode yeah. for the rest of your life. That would basically be like sponsoring us. 
Yeah, that would be that would be so. Could you imagine? All right, and before we leave, shout out to John Leonard for yeah. uh, for giving us those tickets two and a half years ago. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> anything, anything on anything else on basketball before we get to football? Like um, we said, this is the bye week episode. Nothing yeah. crazy, no guests, not yeah. super long. Um, Zed Key, fourth player in Ohio State history with two double doubles to start the season. Um, and they were all Hallie. in the first half, and they were both in the first half against uh, Charleston Southern. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he had twenty and twenty in the first half. Um, I would let's see what else. Sitting on the court with Kyle Young is hilarious because we're just one row back from what we used to do in college because I always sat next to him during games when he was uh, on Ohio State. Um, but yeah, I mean Zedke looks great. Justice Suing has been the most pleasant surprise. I think the Bryce Sensabaugh show is coming. Bruce Thorne has been so unbelievably solid, and Ice, Ice Likely is my favorite player on the team, and it's not even close. If this little 15 minutes or whatever it's been was not enough of an advertisement to get people to go to the games. Yeah, is that the last or, thing I should say? Listen, mother effers out there. Make, sure, not, make sure you preface after the Maui Invitational, though. we got to be fair. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to go to Hawaii. That's not what I'm asking. Here's what I was saying, and you can take it however you want to take it. I understand that, A, it's football season. Great, your focus is on the football team, as it should be. We're not arguing that. But <laughs> trying to make sure I say this in a nice way. Yes, they're playing bad teams, but, like, I don't understand why you do if, – if you can go, go. If you can't go, then don't go. That's not what I'm saying. Show your support for a great team. Be an early adopter. Like, don't be afraid to put your chips in the middle a little bit earlier than waiting until they're nine and one. Um, but I, as the year goes on and the games get better, if the shot doesn't start to fill up, I will be very surprised. This team will be very fun to watch, whether it's in winning fashion or losing fashion. Obviously, we want more wins and we'll get more wins. I'm saying that when push comes to shove, if the shot isn't loud during these important games, we got issues because this team is going to be awesome. It's going to be very fun. And you need to support your university, whether you like it or not. You can't pick and choose your sports. You can't pick and choose your games. I want the shot filled as much for Charleston Southern as it is for Duke. I, I know that that's not fair. It's not a fair expectation, but I want. That's what I want. And I the arguments, I hear them. The most reasonable argument is that Ohio State should have student tickets for every single game. And they should probably be free for the non-conference. But that's neither here nor there. That's a topic we can talk about at a later date. I hear you. But, like, the responses that I got to the tweets were not, I'm just a positive guy. I want guys to come to the games. I'm not putting a gun to your head and say, hey, pay $50 for you and your son to come to games. That's not what I'm saying. I just want more people to show up because the team is fun. It's the most talented team Coach Holman's ever had, Andrew. More people should be coming to see it. And with that, let's move to football. Love football. It's football season. Why are we? Why do we leave with football? It's football season. Football season. Because we wanted to talk about basketball. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. We've been waiting for months, but football. CJ Stroud re-cemented himself as the favorite. Um, but the story of the game was maybe one of the best moments since Holtman's become the basketball <laughs> coach in Ohio State football history, which was Cameron Babb's touchdown. Uh, if you're an Ohio State football fan, you know the story. You saw the moment. But, I mean, four ACL tears. That's just absolutely un unthinkable. Most guys are are retired, quote-unquote. And if they're not retired, 
they're not in the game. I mean, they're they're not dressing. They're a part of the team. For him to get, I mean, hats off to to Cameron Babb, obviously, but the everyone who made that possible, Stroud, the coaching staff, Hartline, who's been working with them, you know, of course, no one gets more praise than Babb, but just like an ultimate school moment. Um, I feel like normally in sports, the next step of it is he's like needed in the Michigan game and he has four catches. He like blocks a field goal and then yeah. he catches a touchdown. I don't think that is going to happen. Well, I think yeah. I think this is the moment. Yeah, I mean, listen, the 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 courage, the the wherewithal, the everything it takes to just be in the game. It's not even catching a touchdown pass. It's not uh, catching a pass. Just to get yourself in a put yourself in a position to get out there. You know, obviously, again, Cam Bab is the number one. Like, deserves all the credit in the world. Talk about resiliency, the effort. It's just incredible. Like, I can't even put into words how incredible it is. But the training staff, the doctors, his family, the coaches, his teammates. I mean, it's just an incredible story. Uh, he CJ Stroud said everybody from himself, CJ Stroud and the freshman, all the way back to guys like um Chase Young, talk about how much Cam Babb has meant to them at their time at Ohio State and as their time as professionals. I mean, the dude is just a, a leader and a winner and just an awesome guy. There's a reason why he's wearing the block O on his jersey. I mean, it's just incredible. So I mean, just to be out there on the field, Cam Babb, like holy cow, uh brain field player of the game, that's for sure. So um uh, I mean, it's just so much to talk about. So awesome. He's gotten his flowers. They deservedly so, and you should never stop giving him his flowers. But, I mean, th- that's the feel-good story of not only the week, but the year. I mean, like, it's just incredible. Four ACL surgeries, coming back. And that's his first catch of his career. Like, come on. Yeah. As a fifth, as a fifth, six-year senior, whatever he is, like, that's just unbelievable. So, Cam Bab, you uh, – you At home, too, about. was so great that it got to be at home. And CJ Stroud is pulling him into the interviews at the end of the games, pulling him to the press conference. People are, his dad is getting interviewed after games being like, I got to tell you, I'm not an emotional guy. And Cam can tell you that I, I just don't cry about anything, but I'm crying like a baby now, you know, like stuff like that. It's just, if it gets Nancy Lane excited enough to call me in the moment, then it's pretty special. And so, I mean, obviously the win is awesome. Covering the spread is awesome. Keeping our, playoff and big 10 championship hopes alive is awesome but that's just the cherry on top because i mean just the ultimate incredible moment and and now it's on to another awesome game and and cam will be the first to say enough about me let's let's focus on the year ahead and let's win a big 10 championship and let's win the the national championship which is everything's out there for them still i want to pull up i want to pull up the heisman odds because I feel like Stroud can really just secure it this weekend and it won't even matter what happens. Well, no, he's got a, he's, is this weekend Michigan? No, no, but I don't think that, I mean, he's been ahead for so long. If he has, if he loses, he's, this is the first, I mean, he's plus 125. There was a point where he was minus. So I guess it's not as likely as it was, but Hendon Hooker plus 450. Stetson Bennett, who I said last week, is actually now closer. He's plus 1,600. So I guess Stroud, well, there's really no scenario where Ohio State scores more than 21 points and he doesn't have three touchdowns because they don't have any running backs right now. I mean, Hayden's great, but 
like he is gonna win the Heisman. Put money on him to win the Heisman. It is a good investment to bet on Stroud to win the Heisman. I, what I uh, what I don't understand is how Drake May at North Carolina is not being considered for the Heisman. I think he would run away with it if he's wearing a different jersey. Well, he's has the third best odds, right? But he has better stats than CJ Stroud. It's crazy. But well, that's, two losses. One loss. They're nine and one. I obviously Stroud is undefeated on the best team, arguably in the country, so that holds value. But just playing devil's advocate, like the dude has better stats, but he wears a North Carolina jersey. But they haven't played as good of guys, maybe. But Ohio State's schedule isn't like world beaters. So if it's just a stat for the best player in the country, it should Drake May should be in the conversation more. I still think it's CJ Stroud to lose but Drake may should be in the conversation more. Is that a fair point to me? Yeah, I think for Stroud, they beat Notre Dame. They beat Penn State. They're assuming in the odds that they'll beat. I'm, totally. just, I'm not, I'm not yeah. arguing again. I'm just giving you like what if, if, if they beat Clemson, if they win the ACC like that, that changes things. But these things are assumed for Stroud versus that's why May has the third best odds because if those things happen, yeah, he, he will could probably win the Heisman, but it's more than likely Stroud goes undefeated. Um, I, I always wonder this every year: Does the Big Ten championship matter? Towards what? Towards the, the Heisman? The game? I don't think it's. I don't think it's supposed to matter. Well, I think there's a difference in is it supposed to matter and when are the votes due. Yeah, it's a good question. I I don't think the it's a good question. I'm gonna Google it. When does Heisman give it a Google voting end? What's your guess that it doesn't include the Big Ten championship game? This says Heisman ballots are distributed to electors. Oh, this is 2021. I don't know. Tell us if you know the answer. Tell us. Doesn't matter because our boy's gonna win. Um, speaking of Heisman finalists, Cameron Bam. Should we talk about? Should we talk about him? Fields. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he. It, I have him on the fantasy team, and it's it's electric. It's the greatest. Who, who, he's him. He's him. Yeah. He's him. He's him. I mean, has he just absolutely skyrocketed to the top of the wish we could have him on the show power rankings? He was always up there, but now it's like LeBron won him too for me. I mean, yeah, I would like to have the best quarterback in the NFL on the podcast who happened to go to Ohio State. I don't think Brissett is available to do media right now. Yeah, and Heineke has a game tonight. Yeah. Oh, while you're while you're listening – me and Andrew have put a DTL guaranteed wager on Taylor Heineke to score the first touchdown tonight. So rushing, right. It can't be a passing touchdown. Um, Could it be receiving? Yeah. He has to be the guy holding the ball in the end zone. That's what my, that's what my thing says. Um, So if you're listening and Taylor Heineke scored um, the first touchdown, um, this was the last episode of drive the lane because we were tired. I wish we put that much. Oh, you didn't put that much? I mean, I put 3000 to win 360000 Right. 
Yeah, and I put three hundred and sixty thousand to win thirty six million. <laughs> All right. Could to summarize, imagine? could you imagine? To summarize this episode, Ohio State basketball is the most talented team they've been in the Holtman era. I added in the in the Lane era. Um, oh, I, the, in the in the Lane era and post Lane era. Yeah, since the Lane era began, right. I'd say you having an Ohio State podcast where we interview the players has continued the lane era of Ohio State basketball. Great. I love it. It's welcome to the lane era. Yeah. Great to have you. Um, So you, you, we are, you are making that claim. I am still open to it, but I'm going to defer to last year's team. I would imagine that everybody would love to change their mind who doesn't feel the same way, which is great. Ooh, I have a great question. And EJ goes top 25 instead of where he went in the second round. That doesn't matter. Change your vote. No, it, it's all about his his production in college. Or in college was insane. That doesn't change my mind. Right. He could have, yeah, it doesn't change my mind on anything. The summary is most talented team in the lane slash Holman era. CJ Stroud's going to win the Heisman. Justin Fields is him. Yeah. Oh, and Heineke had the first touchdown. Which and Heineke, congratulations to Taylor Heineke on the first touchdown. Feels like a game where the commanders don't score at all, but if they do score, it's going to be the first drive of the game, Heineke rush. Right. Head first, diving for the pylon. I, on the right side, I can see it. There's like no, oh, at least Terry McLaurin got it, Buckeye. No. Like, we, will be, we will be pissed. Well. No, we will be pissed. Well, I have a caveat, but you don't. Fair. You probably have him in like one of your seven bets. No, Armani Rogers. Right, but if I'm saying if Terry McLaurin gets it, there's no like, oh, Bucca, yay, like, like, oh no, I, we are so laser focused on our guys. Except if it's Eagles, Trey Sermon, we'll be excited. No. Yeah. Trey Sermon, been like, why didn't we bet on that? Trey Sermon, third round pick, most talented Ohio State football team in the Lane era. Trey Sermon last year in a fantasy football league, a guy playing for the first time by the name of Kyle, my buddy Kyle. First time ever playing, um, took Tyreek Hill number one overall, which everyone laughed at, but it ended up being like a decent first overall pick. Second round pick, Trey Sermon. <laughs> Trey Sermon, man. <laughs> Who got cut like three weeks after. Yeah. All right. Hope you enjoyed the bye week episode. Um, I feel like there was less going on this week than the actual Ohio State football bye week where it wasn't basketball season crazy all right buckle up drive the lane who are we playing football <laughs> maryland go buckeyes beat the terps beat the panthers of eastern illinois i love you all Riding bars in my basement I'm anxious in the real world It's time for me to say this The 
Sitting around all these lames in my lane Out my way unless you're trying to pay me Not from the playpen, it's coming from the jungle When you hear the bell, you better be ready to rumble Because I'ma grab the gloves and I'm gonna flex my muscles Go ahead and spit some bars, but you're probably just gonna mumble A lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble Cause they think they at the top, they better stop before they stumble Cause I'm swiping all their bitties while they swiping right on bumble And your girl, he calls me daddy, but she only calls you uncle But no, we not related, homie Wave that 